Welcome, co-creators. I'm Hannah. And I'm Rob. And we are the hosts of Forgive and Live. Today is going to be verse two of the Tao Te Ching. Um, so for all of you guys, this will be posted on Wednesday. Um, the We've both read this verse and we both have a very easy understanding of it, I think. So I guess we can just dive right in because I think this one's going to be pretty cut and dry. Yeah, I agree. So my translation of verse two, when people see things as beautiful, ugliness is created. When people see things as good, evil is created. Being and non-being produce each other. Difficult and easy complement each other. Long and short define each other. High and low oppose each other. Fore and aft follow each other. Therefore, the master can act without doing anything and teach without saying a word. Things come her way and she does not stop them. Things leave and she lets them go. She has without possessing and acts without any expectations. When her work is done, she takes no credit. That is why it will last forever. That is almost verbatim. It's a little bit different, but the translation I'm looking at by Stephen Mitchell is really similar, Hannah. There's almost no reason to read it again. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, you acts, but doesn't have an expectation mind says acts but doesn't expect so oh yeah the words are almost completely the same well why don't why don't you give me your your thoughts on this first sure yeah um the first part of it is is describing opposites polarities you know and um for me the takeaway is just be in the center no need to describe there's no need to say that that is beautiful because when we do say that is beautiful then then it creates there, there has to be an opposite how would you know beautiful if you didn't know ugly and it's fine to live there in that space of labeling and recognizing things um, on the surface, but on the deeper level, those things, it's all beautiful. It's, you know, if we're in the center, it's all acceptance, accepting that there's, you, you know, no mud, no lotus, right? That whoever said that, yeah there when we accept all of it all is one then uh we come from this very central place of peace and stillness it's not labeling it's just acceptance um but you know i don't want to take the human element out of it either i mean we're humans and we see things we see a beautiful flower um 
or a, you know, whatever the mind thinks is beautiful. It can be a car. Some people think cars are beautiful. It, mm -hmm. The sky, people are beautiful. That's the human element to be able to see those things and describe them. And it's nothing wrong with that. But on the deepest level, you know, when we go to our higher self, then that in-between place is a much better place for me to live anyway, without descriptive words and having to label it. Yes, I agree. Um, I think Lao Tzu, from my perspective, I think Lao Tzu was trying to humanize this in the simplest forms that he could, because none of these things exist for the universe. The only reason they do exist is because the universe has allowed itself to forget that it is the universe and to experience all that it can. So I think the second portion of this is explaining it from the eyes of the universe. I think the first half was humanizing it to our level. And then like when Lao Tzu says, um, the master can act without doing anything and teach without a word. She has without possessing and acts without any expectations. There is nothing. She, the universe is just it, just being. There is no defining, there's no labels, there's no experience, because that's it. The only way the universe can learn is to forget itself and to be me and, you know, be a girl, a 22-year-old girl that lives in Maine that's called Hannah. Or, you know, what, how old are you, Dad? 51? 52? One. One. <laughs> You know, a 51-year-old Dan in Vegas called Rob. That's the only way. So I think it's important. I think it is imperative that we be human. Because that's exactly what the universe is asking us to do. Is play out the experiences so the universe can experience more of itself not to dwindle down and say oh i'm just a human in a human body and i don't know anything like that's i don't know lowering yourself that's disconnecting from the universe the more we become our human bodies the more we get in touch with our human bodies the more we experience humanity we are allowing the universe to expand its consciousness to expand its greatness and expand its unconditional love for us but that's my translation <laughs> 
Very true. I were the manifested and the unmanifested. We didn't come here just to be the middle ground or the Buddha. We came here to experience both. Yeah. So we're we we came to experience the human emotions, um, the ups and the downs, the hot and cold, the happiness and the sad. The difference is that we didn't um, come here to be completely taken over by. Yes, that, we did. Though you know, when we when we come to the point where we can recognize that ah. yes, this is a world that we live in that comes with hot and cold, good and bad, beautiful and ugly. Um, but to know that our deeper self is is not just we didn't come to suffer and figure it out. We we actually came to find peace while we're here and then allow the universe like as co-creators like we said to help us along the way rather than struggling by ourselves yes and also it kind of coincides with what the bhagavad-gita says you know uh you read that she has but doesn't possess and acts and uh, without any expectations. And the, the Bhagavad Gita talks about acting without um, a desire for the outcome. Just take action and don't try to manipulate or anticipate an outcome. Just act in a fully conscious way. And this kind of speaks to that as well. So being present minded. I don't think we can be present minded if we're working for an outcome then we're then we're not present-minded then we're just deliberately trying to get to an outcome but that's hard for the mind to do the mind doesn't want to go there the mind wants to say well i have to have plan b c d have to anticipate what's coming up next yeah and i think that is really important about not holding things with a closed fist because if you are trying so difficult to manipulate something you are manipulating the universe right out of you you're doing the exact opposite <laughs> so i think the importance is, is knowing the paradox, knowing that there is beauty and there is ugliness, but look at it from a point of, look at it in a perception where it is known that that is supposed to be ugly for the transition of the universe knowing itself. And how can that be ugly? Now, what I just said was a paradox. I get that. But the ugly is the beautiful, but we only see it as ugly from our perspective of our human mind. But in reality, it is the progression of growth. And that's not ugly. That's beautiful. That's very deep. 
and I totally agree. I don't think I would have been able to say it as elegantly. So you're right. The progress progression of evolution. Is that what you said? I said creation, but that's the same thing. Yeah. Creation. Yeah. Progression of creation. And that's true. So the the tree dies and then that rotting wood would you know someone could call that the ugliness um yes. goes into the ground and it's feeding worms and other ants and and other things and it's the progression of creation and then out of that you know it's giving life through, so through its death it's giving life it's 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 a home for a for a snake maybe to crawl up into a little hole inside that dead tree. Um, and then it's fertilizer for the ground, for the next seeds that hit the ground. And then you have this new thing that we like to call beautiful because it's pleasing to the eye. Yes. A plant or a tree comes out of there, but all of it is the progression of creation. And that in itself is beautiful. And I, that was a great way to put that. Thank you. I like that too. I feel like, I don't know about you, but I feel like when the universe just speaks from me and then you say something back to me, it's like, I didn't say that. I don't remember saying that. <laughs> and I've noticed that a lot on the podcast. When I go back to edit, I'm like, I didn't say that. Or sometimes I'll be editing and I'll say while I'm editing something like say I recorded, I love you. I don't like fully remember that I said it, but then when I go back into edit, I'll like say it before I say it on the recording. It's so weird. So like I have these moments where I remember portions, but a lot of it, I don't remember. It's weird. Huh. Like what I just processed, well, they... like what I just said I fully understand and I fully know what I said on a knowing universal level, but the words are kind of in importance, so I don't really remember them. Very strange. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, definitely things will come through you, me, anyone who's conscious and present minded words and action obviously can come through us that is divine it comes from a divine place of wisdom and, and universal understanding and that's the scary place that many people don't want to act or to think from they go into a conversation and they want to pre-think oh yes. this is what i'm going to say but you know this that what we're doing here this act of consciousness we're allowing things to come come out of out of this um yes. almost like the circle of life that you were talking about so we we have this i have this life moment right here of speech and vocabulary and words and you're kind of in your receptive mode. You're not. You're not growing. You're. You're kind of in that creative mode. And then when I stop thinking, something comes to. Or when I stop speaking, something comes to your mind, out of the creative expression. I mean, there are times when, you know, I'll say to myself, "Oh, I need to mention this," and yes. I'll hold on to that thought. 
Correct. But I try not to let that distort or take away anything else that I'm listening to. So while you're speaking, if I can't hold that thought and be present minded with you, I just let the thought go. Yes. And I continue to be present minded with you. And I, I think that's a good, good way to communicate. I agree because it's not holding it with a closed fist. And I have this quote on my fridge and I understand it as from an unconscious point of view that people do not listen to understand. They listen to speak. And I think that's very closed fist mindset of wanting to get all of your thoughts out because it validates who you are and it feeds the ego to validate who you are and to have the other person pay, have their undivided attention on you, which can then, which is at least sometimes from my point of view, where the ego feeds is through that um, undivided attention on me type of thing, which is a draw for the ego. But, but I'm very much aware of that. But yeah, I liked your close fist analogy. I like that. Yeah, that's not mine. I I found that somewhere on somebody spoke about it. Well, I don't like know it. who to give credit to that, but well, you can vibrationally give yeah. credit. Yeah, it's true. When we hold things with an open fist, we chance losing them. Ah. But we don't strangle it when when we get it or receive it. So I, I think you know that's. Um, uh, let's see, she lets things come, right? Things arise and she lets them come. Yes. Um, when her work is done, she forgets it. So that's the open fist thing. She's not tied to anything at all. Yes. That's a beautiful place to live life from, by the way. Um, I, I think that's a, a place of acceptance. Um, it's a place of trust, which means I have to trust that the universe is going to line up the next step for me in life Wait. without me dictating it. What? Sorry, I just want to change your vocabulary. We don't trust because trust has doubt. We know we have a knowing of the universe that is always with us that we know that everything will work out, but okay, keep going. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Pick up the right end of the stick. Yeah. Trust does, trust does kind of insinuate that there's the opposite and so that it takes work or something to go along with trust, but a knowing is already done all the work is done it's just it's it, it's alongside of you yeah 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 and i can actually live portions of my life in that complete knowing not all places i have triggering moments in life i guess we all do but 
there are some places I can just get into the loving arms of the knowing and navigate my life. And it doesn't matter where it is. It doesn't matter if it's relationships or, or work or money or whatever. It just, some days I'm more in tune and the frequencies are dialed in and I'm in that knowing and I, I don't have to hold anything with a closed fist. Yeah. Um, usually fear is surrounding closed fists. I have to have it my way. So I, you know, I'm closing the fist. I'm saying, this is what I have to have in order to be happy. And that obviously causes more stress, high blood pressure. Yeah. That's not a fun place to live, but synchronicity. I just listened to one of Bashar's transmissions and it goes right alongside this that I, that just clicked for me. So when the Tao says things come her way and she does not stop them, things leave and she lets them go. Just recently I watched one of a transmission on manifestation and Bashar had a very interesting point of view that we are we are man he says that we are manifesting correctly but we're missing a part and he said that everything inside us that does not resonate with us that is not us. So all of the false unconscious beliefs or all of, all of the negative things inside of us do not belong to us. They want to go away from you. They want to get away from you because they don't belong to you. And all of the things that you want to manifest with an open fist, the being of the universe, the expression of the universe that you want and know to become is knocking on your door, wanting to come in. He says, we're not trying to manifest something in the sense of drawing something to us. It already wants to come in because it is yours. It already wants to come to you, but you're holding on to all of these negative beliefs that want to go away from you anyways. The nature of, of the universe, if it's not yours, it's not yours. And he says, we have to quiet the mind. We have to quiet the chatter of the, the negative thoughts banging in your head saying, let me out to let what you want to manifest, to walk into who you want to be is to just open up that door. So when the Tao says to let things go, literally let everything go that doesn't belong to you because it wants to go away from you. It wants to go out into the sea of the universe and attach itself to the person it does belong to, to become positive energy. It cannot become positive energy if it's not yours. I thought that was very interesting. That resonated a lot with me. And that goes right along with the Tao. So very synchronous of that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's definitely a different way of describing it. 
I, um, I agree with all of that. I think the main takeaway is that we are contributors to negative energy and we either trap them in us yeah. or we release them. We, we have the power to do that and we, we can call it, you know, we can define it in a way that you were just defining it or there's other ways to define it. Mm -hmm. um, some people have said, you know, you can just drop negative energy like it's a hot pole. I think that's an Eckhart Tolle quote. I like that. So there's tons of different ways, but the idea is that we are the creators of it. And, you know, I have to say to myself, why am I feeling negative emotion right now? What, am, what, have, what are my thoughts? What's behind all of this? Um, and, you know, it's, it's a combination of things. We're, we're kind of like a, a cake. If you don't get the ingredients right, the cake isn't going to turn out so well. So you, we got to have, we got to eat right. We've got to get the appropriate sleep. What? You don't like my, <laughs> here. I absolutely love that. The thing that popped into my head, the thing that popped into my head was dad's gravestone. We're like a cake. <laughs> That's exactly what came into my head. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what dad brings to the world. We're like a cake. Yeah. Yeah, we're like a I cake. We're like a delicious chocolate cake or strawberry, if you like that. Vanilla, whatever. Oh, we're like a cake. Yes, we are like a cake. <laughs> Yeah, we have a whole bunch of ingredients in us that makes us emotional, um, hormonal, feelings, the genetics, the hereditary things that pass over. And then you combine, you know, did you get enough sleep? What, what types of stressors are, your are in your environment? What, what types of things have you been trained as a child that are going to trigger you as an adult? are in in our bloodline and so yeah it's um we we constantly are in the realm of acceptance and peace and we've got to decide that our inner self our inner child is always more important than any type of emotion or thought or circumstance and we need to treat ourselves with this unconditional love um, no matter what we're surrounded with and that doesn't mean suppress anything I, i'm never a proponent for suppression no one yeah. would be um you know negative energy comes into my life um i the best thing to do is to look at it is to open your arms up and give it a nice big hug and say thank you you pointed something out to me Oh, I liked this. When her work is done, she takes no credit. I remember listening to Wayne Dyer talk about that line. And the way he said it felt so profound to me because he said up on his show with no shoes on and him just walking back and forth across this stage and his, you know, he was, he was just, he was so human <laughs> this is the only way i can he was so divine and so human at the same time and i loved how he just was 
you know, on live television with no shoes. I just, I love that. But in that state, he talked about how he, he said, I want to be like the Tao. I, I want my words to resonate with you, but for me to not take any credit. And, and I really like that. And one thing that's really what I learned this week is that I have every single thing I need. Sure, I can watch Bashar, I can listen to Wayne Dyer, Joe Dispenza, Abraham Hicks, all of these absolutely wonderful souls I can listen to and resonate with. But I don't need their words or their vibration to fix me, in quotation marks. And I like how the Tao puts that because, and further further into the Tao, um, the Tao, ex Lao Tzu explains what a sage or a master is, you know, someone who can guide you. But that guide takes no credit. The universe takes no credit because all of the tools inside of you are the universe and the universe doesn't take any credit for that. The universe goes, aha, you figured it out on your own. The universe just can show us the way with us not even realizing the universe showed us the way. Like those very subtle things I think are super cool. That's the ultimate pure love as well. The universe is taking perfectly good care of us and not taking any credit and it totally allows us to think that we are in charge and taking credit for things that it is totally in charge of. Yeah. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the universe. No. Even our thoughts, even the happiness, the, the sadness, the pain, all of that is handed to us from the universe and the universe never says you owe me yeah. the sun shines and shines and shines and it never says you owe me but we do that all the time we we even raise our children and say you owe me do you have any years i spent taking care of you yep. and raising you <laughs> you chose that <laughs> meanwhile yeah meanwhile the universe um hands us and gives us life and breath and a heartbeat and it never says how come you never said thank you yep and we run around and say where's my maserati yeah and we forget that the gift was to have a heart beating to to be able to feel the discomfort of life is a gift it is it's the most wonderful gift Well, co-creators, I think this is where we're going to leave it for today. It's been, it's going to be a short episode, but very straight to the point. Lao Tzu didn't, uh, you know, make us work for this one. So 
I think uh, I think we we expressed what we needed to express. So I don't, and I don't think that's divine uh, defined by time. Hmm. Look at that. Another human thing of ours is time. Funny. Yeah, I like that. Defined by time. Yeah. The, so the capacity of this, the quality of this, is not defined by time. Yeah. Exactly. Very true. Yes, I like that. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, just... it, it was a great chat as usual. Um, I enjoyed the conversation as usual. It's always a blast doing this and it's always the best doing this. And my gratitude and appreciation to all that listen. Um, I hope everyone has a great Wednesday and we will see everybody Sunday.